Next on BYU Sports Nation, NBA Draft Day. What's Eric Mika's future, and does it evol- involve the association? Luke Worthington is back from his mission. The Cougar Hoopster makes his triumphant return to Studio B. He's got two quick fouls to give, and Greg Rebell tells us a cool thing about Canada. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Hey, it's the day before the day, BYU Football Media Day tomorrow, NBA Draft Day today. BYU Sports Nation is live, people. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's Thursday, June 22nd. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is flying back from Arizona on the back of that albatross from the Rescuers. So I'm joined by a man who's more of a sheep herder, Jason Shepard. That is the origin of, of the name. I was wondering, uh, maybe some Sunday school convo, if you're like, I'd like to weigh in on the difference between the <laughs> sheep herder and the shepherd. Because I'm always like, I don't know what the difference is. Speaking of, you know, like, uh, you know how we're, we're big into the genealogy. I may have told yeah. this story before. Yeah. Uh, when, when I was younger, before I really mm-hmm. knew much about any of that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. people would ask, so, well, we're, you know, like, what's, what's, what's the heritage? I would always say, uh, I would always say German. <laughs> you know why? Why? German shepherd. Yes, baby. <laughs> I knew there. Like, I, like, and, and it's not like I was trying to be funny. Yeah. Like, I really thought. I just assumed. It's just English, but. But people were like, ha, ha, ha. They're like, ha, ha, So, like, for a while, I thought I was German just because of the German Shepherd just dog. Just because of the. Of the ran- dog. The random last name that someone chose at some point. <laughs> yes. Sometimes I wonder about, why did you choose that name? Like, that thing. It, it was what you did, you know? It was like, oh, man. If it could have been now, it's like, baller. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do like Jordan. Uh, thank you, Uncle Mike. I appreciate that. Today's a great day. NBA draft day. Great day. Day before the day, like I mentioned, and I'm going to see Transformers the last night tonight. Well, and I, I'm hoping that you have positive reviews about this movie. Like, if yeah, it's I'm bad, going... you want me to tell you it's bad? Yes, because then when I see it, because I'm going to see it, yeah. I'm going to see this franchise through, <laughs> then I'll go in with low expectations, <laughs> and I usually end up liking those movies because I set the bar low. If only we felt the same way about BYU Sports going into the year. <laughs> But we want so much, right? That brings us to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football announces dates for the 2018 home games against the Fighting Norm Chows of Hawaii and McNeese State. Is that off Key and Peel? The Cougars will host the Cowboys at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on September 22nd and the Warriors on uh, October 13th. But first, there's a more important one coming up August 26th. Countdown to the Vikings. 65 days. 65. Getting closer. Yes, we are. And tomorrow's Football Media Day, which to me is kind of the start of the season, sort of, right? Yeah. Then you get to fall camp. Then you get to... Hey, this, this is, is awesome, man. This is, there, there's a little bit of a lull in July. Mm-hmm. But this... A little vacay. A little vacay. Little Everybody, can, you know, just... Just chilling out. At the end of July, though, we're on. Absolutely. It's earlier than it's ever been. July 26th. It's beautiful. As you mentioned, tomorrow is Football Media Day. Live programming starts on BYUtv.org at 10 Eastern a.m. with web chats with Lauren Franken. We've got the state of the program at 11 Eastern time. Then, don't forget, a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation from noon until 2 Eastern time, plus more web chats throughout the day. Also, you are not going to want to miss our look back at the Lavelle Edwards coaching tree. It is going to be an epic, dare I say even, hashtag elite day. It's going to be amazing. I'm actually nervous about something tomorrow. 
I'm doing a chat in Portuguese. With yes, Matt Hadley. Yes, and uh, I learned how is your Portuguese? Portuguese not good. I'm hoping Matt's <laughs> is better than mine. It's been 12 years. It's been a while. Tonight's the NBA draft. People, most draft experts do not have BYU's Eric Mika expected to be selected, but hey, there's a chance in the second round. Who knows? Uh, it starts at seven Eastern on ESPN. Much more on Eric Mika. And Pro Hoops coming up in What's Trending. And Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair are competing today at the Travelers Championship. Zach Blair tees off in about five minutes. Daniel Summerhays tees off at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. Brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Ballers get a ball. Swish! Yep. It's been 37 days since we've heard that. And since Eric Mika made it official, he is leaving BYU after his sophomore year and going pro. He leaves as one of the best big men in Cougar sports history. His 20 points and 9 rebound averages last year are in rare air historically. He has helped BYU beat number one Gonzaga on the road. We'll always remember that. We'll always have that. We'll have that. And he left a legacy in Provo that will be remembered for a long time. He was a tremendous player. Tonight, Eric Mika is hoping to hear his name called in the NBA draft. If he is drafted, it's going to be in the second round, you'd think. Chances are he isn't drafted. But where does longtime NBA draft analyst Chad Ford have Eric Mika ranked? It's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Eric Mika is ranked 54th in Chad Ford's latest player rankings. Okay, 60 players are drafted. Yes. Uh, but it's team needs. So being in the top 60 is good. I, it still doesn't mean you will be drafted. But the hope is that someone sneaks up and grabs Eric late second round. Yeah, and, and Chad does not have Mika being drafted. Yeah. He does have him as a top 60 player in terms of player ranking, but he does not have him being taken. I don't think anyone has, expects him to be drafted, right? Like, I've not heard a single board put him in. That doesn't mean he won't be drafted, but probably, right? And, and you see Sports Illustrated is one, uh, one publication that does have him five out. So if you're five out, you're on the fringe. There's a chance you get drafted. I, I'm not sure him being drafted is, is everything, although it would be nice. BYU needs it. As head coach... Uh, for Dave Rose in the last 12 seasons, he's only had two of his guys as head coach play in the NBA. One was Jimmer Fredette, obviously. The other, Brandon Davies, who was not drafted. So it's possible to play him in the league without being drafted, but it's a little hard. But what's the future with Eric Mika? That's our Twitter question. Where will Eric Mika play basketball this season? Simple question, but it's the simple answer so simple. question. Uh, first tweet coming in from East Stutz 10, undrafted. Summer league followed by playing for a club in Europe that most of us have never heard of. No NBA, but will still make money. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, dollar. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. So what, what do you think? Where, where is he playing? Look, clearly plan A for Mika and his representatives are to be drafted and playing in the NBA, okay? But you have to go... And we just showed the graphic of, of all these guys, Chad Ford being one probably that I trust the most. Because, I mean, it's, his information is so solid. It's, it doesn't look good for Eric Mika to be drafted. If he does, it's going to be late second round. But here's what I think is, is more important for Eric. I think one of the biggest reasons he left was to get a year in an NBA system. 
That can come in a lot of ways. That can come in a lot of different ways. And we actually had Steve Cleveland on the program not too soon after the announcement was made that Mika was going to Decision leave. Decision 2017. Yeah, exactly. And he had an interesting, uh, interesting concept. Listen to this. And the best opportunity for him to play in the NBA is to get into a program, whether it's a second-round pick or picked up or playing in the D-League or playing in Europe, somewhere where I can play basketball 24-7 and continue to grow and get better. That comment from Coach Cleveland has stayed with me since I, since I heard him say that because it made a lot of sense. Yes, we were all surprised and, and quite honestly are still surprised that Mika decided not to come back. But when you look at it through that lens, he wants to play professional basketball. And he feels that the best way to grow in an NBA game is to be in an NBA environment. And outside shooting is something that we've heard everybody that's talked about Eric Mika say that he needs to show that he can do, especially because that's what the league is going to. It's stretch fours. You know, post-play just isn't like it was 10 years ago. Oh, so different. And so if he feels that he has a better chance to learn that and get in a system that will help with that, I I think that's playing a huge role because he's probably not going to get that chance at BYU because of the need for him to play down low. So if he gets a chance to do that in the NBA, the G League, or even overseas, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it just stinks that he's too good, right? (laughs) For BYU fans, you wanted this era of the Lone Peak 3 and company and what can we do and can we get back to a Sweet 16. That was the idea, right? Eric Mika is too good. He's not good enough to be... A first-rounder, he might be good enough to be drafted, but he's too good, and he wants to go pro. And it, he blew up the, the plans here, but his plans have changed. See, my, the way I f- believe this will go, in all likelihood, the draft probably comes and goes, and he's not drafted. But I think he's kind of one of those premier free agents that teams are going to pay attention to, and as soon as it's time for them to be able to sign free agents, I bet he's going to get a lot of calls. And don't forget, the NBA has expanded rosters this year. The new CBA has expanded those rosters to allow for two more players on these rosters, those two-way players that can go between the G League and the NBA much more frequently, and the more time you spend in the NBA, the more money you are allowed to make. I think that is the scenario Mm. that will probably fit Eric Mika. Yeah, I think the G League, formerly called the D, league the developmental league now it's the gatorade developmental league i think uh eric mick will join one kyle collinsworth in the g league and he'll be on the fringe he'll be in the triple a if you will the potential call up the jacob hanneman situation where maybe he gets a shot maybe he's the jacob brugman where he's on a team and there's some injuries or some ineptitude and he is called up i think the brandon davies model too could work where hey, he gets an opportunity with the team in place. If Eric Mika plays in the NBA, fantastic. BYU needs this. The program's not had enough NBA players given the success of the program recently. But what do you think? Where will Eric Mika play basketball this season? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At TwinGuy33, either Utah at 55 or Boston at 56. That's very specific in the NBA draft for obvious reasons. Utah because Utah and Boston because Danny, Danny Ainge. Ainge. Slash Eric Mika grew up in the Boston yeah. area prior to moving to was it Was a Celtics fan. He has strong ties to that area. In fact, uh, has worked out you know, with 
you know, played informal pickup in the past in the area with some Celtics guys. At Ron Bond 2015 says, like any real BYU fan, I hope on the D or G League, whatever it will be called, after he's drafted, best for him and the program. If he, yeah, if he can start right away in the NBA, is that better than some time in the G League? Like the G League might be of a benefit to, to one Eric Mika. Well, look, I mean, even, getting if, even if he's drafted, going to the to the, to the DG League. <laughs> I, again, I don't know what we call this. You know, that's likely anyway, even yeah. if he's drafted. And, and the NBA Summer League, spend by the time. way, yes. we're going to be watching Eric Mika on NBA TV, ESPN, this summer play in the, yeah. in the Summer League. So that's going to be great. Yet another thing for us to watch. It's going to be great. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94, he'll sign a new two-way contract, you mentioned this, and play in the G League. I'm excited to see how he progresses under NBA guidance. I think... Eric Mika and what he does at the next level, not to mention Kyle Collinsworth, this is really important for the program right now, for recruiting. BYU needs to be putting guys in the, in the NBA. So what's going to happen tonight and the next several weeks and months affects BYU hoops. It really does. Could be in a, in a fantastic way. At passer Ron B. I think Ron passes more than he shoots. <laughs> Unfortunately, Europe would have liked to have seen uh, – would have liked to see him stay another year at BYU. He felt uh, he needed to get out of Dodge. I don't think Eric's going to Europe quite yet. I think that's down the road. No, I, I think I think his goal is the NBA, and he's going to at first exhaust his all efforts in order to make that happen. I, I I really believe he's going to end up being one of those players that is able to take advantage of that two way contract. By the way, I'm seeing on Twitter right now that uh, Kyle Schwarber of the Cubs might be optioned to AAA. This is a potential opportunity for Jacob Hanneman to get the call-up to the Cubs. We'll see about that. But if that doesn't, in fact, happen, that could be a call-up for Jacob Hanneman. But to tie that news into what we're talking about, that's what, this, that's what this yes. D-League, yes. G-League is, is all about. And, and sooner or later, it's going to get to where it is much more like what we're used to seeing in baseball. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going nice. that direction. And to be able to have that, especially because so many of these NBA teams own their D-League teams now, they're running their systems. They're ha- they've got their coaches that are teaching the system that they're playing at the NBA level. So it's not like they're learning something in the D-League and then they go get a call-up to the NBA and it's completely different. They're teaching them the system they're running in hopes that when they bring them up, they immediately can fill a role. Yeah, the continuity between the minors and the majors is really strong, right? College hoops is this odd setup preparatory time that is academic, but for the elite ones, not really situation you know and and what BYU basketball does is fantastic and it's crazy entertaining and BYU's been a 25 win program they get to the postseason getting to the NCAA tournament a lot it'd be interesting to see if this G League and this format affects college hoops in a way to where if you do have a great player out of high school that maybe they can go straight to the G League eventually and that may affect college hoops like college baseball is affected by the minors there are guys that go straight from high school into the minors and then into the majors. Well, once the pay of the developmental league starts to increase, and now that it now the, these two way contracts, it will because, like I said, the more time you spend on the NBA level, the more you're allowed to make money. Mm-hmm. Now, each team only gets two of these. That that's all you get. So, I mean, others, you, if you fill those two slots, and let's say 
the heat, Eric goes to a team where there's already two people that are filling those slots. He doesn't have that option of when he gets called up. At least my understanding is he doesn't, he doesn't get the call up and, and get more money because of that. There's only two slots for that. But I, I think Eric is a perfect candidate for, for this new part of the, the collective bargaining agreement in the NBA. And he'll be able to show off his range and his handle a little bit more at the next level. So, Eric Mika, we hope this is a great day for him, whether it's through the draft or free agency. It's going to be fun to watch. Mr. Mika. Use hashtag BYUSN. Weigh in on our Twitter question today. Where will Eric Mika play basketball this season? The NBA draft is tonight, 7 Eastern. You can watch that on ESPN. Uh, coming up, Greg Rubel who is going to have three hours of awesomeness coming up right here on BYU Radio tomorrow on BYU Football Media Day. He will join us to discuss and another cool thing about Canada. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What's up, people? We're on uh, BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's the simulcast. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. We have been talking about this for a long time. We are excited. BYU Football Media Day is tomorrow. It's going to be a busy day filled with web chat, state of the program, two-hour BYU Sports Nation, and a very special look back at the Lavelle Edwards coaching tree. Join us tomorrow. Eight hours Won't of- you? Yes. Won't you be my neighbor as well on BYU TV and BYU Radio? Tons of programming, eight hours of programming on BYU TV. At least, you know, I think it's, it's a similar or more amount on BYU Radio. So if you're hanging out with us on either platform, there are free apps as well. There's going to be a ton of content tomorrow. It's going to be great. Uh, our Twitter question, where will Eric Mika play basketball this season? Uh, smart you're up. chuckling at this. At one bald Cairo doc. I'm thinking on a basketball court, but I could be wrong. <laughs> How did this make it through the wickets? Should we should we yellow card show? that? Yeah, yeah, card? yeah, yeah. Yellow? It's a yellow okay. card. Right. Yeah. Wait, hold it, hold it up. Hold it up. There yellow you go. card. Yeah, yellow card given to at one bald Cairo doc. One more and you're out. One more and you're muted for one day. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Let's bring in our next guest. His name's Greg Rubel, the voice of the Cougars here on uh, BYU TV and BYU Radio in studio on BYU Sports Nation. What's up, Greg? Looks like we both got haircuts for today's show. I'm not sure if you had it yesterday or not, but I, I'm freshly shorn for today, we so it's a big occasion. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so, yeah. Hey, uh, we'll get to a cool thing about Canada, which is like my new favorite segment of what we do here. We're looking forward um, to this. You're easily entertained, by the way. I, I appreciate that. I, I am easily entertained. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but first things first, tomorrow, three whole hours of Greg Rubel on Behind the Mic on BYU Radio. What can we expect from this uh, BYU Football Media Day program? Well, noon to three tomorrow. Uh, you can expect upwards of uh, 20 or so guests over the course of the three-hour show. Woo. We're going we're gonna to be uh, shuffling them in and out, two at a time, uh, good content all the way through. Uh, Jason Shepard might even stop by, I'm yeah, told. Our, our, our talent booker, I think, has gotten Jason for a few minutes tomorrow. That's a good get. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I'm everyone surprised you had the budget to afford him. Yeah, everyone from uh, you know, Tom Holmo to Kalani, all the coordinators, ton of coaches and players coming through. So uh, 12 to 3 tomorrow on BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, BYURadio.org, uh, or the BYU Radio app. Behind the mic with Greg Rubel, a media day edition. So look forward to that. Yeah. And that's, is that 2 to 5 Eastern? That'd be 2 to 5 on the East Coast. 12 to 3 Mountain. Yeah. Cool. And I think uh, 3.30 to 6.30 in Newfoundland. 
Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. From last time. Very yeah, nice. Yeah. That's not our. That's not a cool fact that, about Canada. Well, it was, it was last, last time. time. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. All right. All right. We well, have more. We need to keep track of these, and then we'll have this like 10-minute montage of like many cool facts. things about yeah. Canada. Yeah. All right, so Media Day, it's a great day. I mean, it's the information that comes out of Media Day is always great, and it really gets us ready for the season. In terms of... The day as a whole, what are, you, what are you expecting out of tomorrow? You know, some folks go into this thing wanting or needing a big announcement of some kind. If, if anything comes, great, but I don't look to it for that. Uh, I, I, I look to it as kind of a great off-season fix. It kind of has its own time in the summer schedule before the other media days get underway. Helps to shorten the off-season a little bit, uh, just uh, I, th- I think mentally, philosophically for people. And I, I just enjoy the football talk. I enjoy the conversation. I always think I learn a little bit when I speak with the players or coaches. Uh, and that's what I try and do is, is learn as much as possible for the season to come. And so uh, it's an educational experience for me as I get ready for the season ahead. But uh, it's run so well uh, you know, by the BYUB and the athletic communications folks here uh, in the building. It is such a big-time professional production. Uh, it looks as good as anything anybody could put together anywhere in this country. And BYU does it uh, at this time of year, kind of every year. I look forward to it in, in, my, uh, in my schedule. And, again, it just gets me that much closer to the kickoff. And it's the first of any kind of college football conference or no real teams hold their own media day. This is right. a unique setup. Which this, is, is, this is BYU's own unique great. window. So, yeah. yeah. That's great. Have you always been a top button guy? You know what? Bronco's been making fun of the top button on me for year, years ago. Bronco would mock my top button. So, uh, he, doesn't, I, he doesn't get it. Uh, I, I, you know, I've kind of gone off and on on this thing. But, uh, yeah, nothing wrong with the top button look. But, Bron- yeah, Bronco would, uh, would kind of uh, make sport of me when I'm I didn't uh, realize, though, I am, of the three, I am the only one not sporting the top. I am not a top button guy. Listen, join. Jason, Jason it's as simple as a button away. I, mean, I, can- I understand. It's just I don't feel like it flatters me. I well, just don't. You, you I, should I don't... join Dennis Pitta, Tanner Mangum, <laughs> Gregor Bell, and myself on our quest. It doesn't need to be an everyday thing. Again, I, I, I'm top button un, t- uh, done. I think the last time I was undone, I, I can go so both should, ways. Just for the, for the purposes of Like this. Eric Mika, we're hoping he has the two-way player contract. You have the two-way button deal going. For the purposes of this interview, I'm going to have all You're three of us up? with no top reason button. Not to. I don't just want it for to the be purposes. unnatural and It is unnatural, though. and I'm going to be uncomfortable, <laughs> but that's fine. I'm going to... I want to fit in. See, <laughs> no, though, you're does, right. It's not very flattering, are you? No, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It looks fine. Yeah, you should undo it. It looks fine. <laughs> All right, I can't. I our, just can't do it. Our Twitter question today, we're hoping that Eric Mika is flattering to some GMs today. Um, with the NBA <laughs> All it takes is one. That's right. Where will Eric Mika play basketball this season is our Twitter question. What do you think, Rick? Well, if you're to go, go just based on most of the draft board projections, he's not showing up on, on many, if any. Um, so if you just want to go by that, uh, he's probably not going to be drafted uh, tonight. But all it does take is one guy in one workout to say you're worth a second-round pick to, you know, to hear your name called. I'd say the chances are low that he gets picked tonight, again, based on all the projections. Um, and and I, I don't think that Eric's going to you know, view that should it occur as, as a career disaster. I think he would appreciate the freedom it might offer him to uh, seek the best opportunity for him. He's spoken in the past about how um, a D-League assignment might be good for him. I think he's trying to get, on to get into a summer league situation, find a way into probably a D-League arrangement if that draft name is not called, and then take it from there. How, how, do you, how will you view the decision to leave if he is not drafted? You know, not that it's inconsequential, but it's almost that it, it's almost 
uh, inconsequential, uh, whether he's drafted or not, relative to the decision he made. I think in his mind, he wanted to develop his game or different parts of his game at a different level in a different way. And it wasn't going to happen in his mind, maybe as a collegian. And, and that was his prerogative, the way I viewed it and the way I read it. And so uh, whether or not he hears his name called in the draft tonight, he still had determined his path. And his path was going to be, again, developing different aspects of his game, becoming a different kind of player in a different place at a different level. And so I, I believe that, you know, he, he kind of set that path and now he's walking it. So I'm thinking to myself, so there wasn't an opportunity to do this at BYU per se? Well, the way I see it, he's a great college post player, uh, but he's not an NBA post player. And, and can, can you satisfy yourself with those two suppositions? Uh, because if, if, if you put him in a college situation, as we've seen at BYU, he can be super effective playing as a five. Um, I, I don't know that BYU wants him as it's four. I think he probably sees himself down the line as someone's four, uh, but not an NBA five. And so you throw all these things together and, and you say, well, where am I going to maybe develop that, you know, that aspect of my game the most if you don't want to be a four-year collegian? And again, he might have said, you know, my objective is to come to BYU, finish my career here, win championships, and then see what my next step, you know, next step is. He sees himself maybe I'm a 22-year-old guy. We're a place, in a place where 19-year-olds are, are getting drafted. Uh, how quickly can I make this, make this change or make this move or make this development? Um, and, and that's the decision you know, he made. I think he's a great post player and would have been a great post oh. player still for BYU and could have even expanded his game, I think, to an extent, but maybe not to the extent he saw himself in the future. And again, that's his prerogative. He was born in the wrong decade. <laughs> if he's yeah. born in the 70s or 80s, he's a four-year player here. And, 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 you know, at the next level, his size probably doesn't, just doesn't match maybe what everyone else wants to do at that next level. Um, you know, I guess the phrase tweener gets mentioned a lot, or the word tweener, and, and he's a little bit in that way from a body type. But, again, there have been guys like him, not, not identical to him, um, who've been four-year college guys. A, a guy like Tyler Hansbrough's name comes to mind because I think build-wise they're a little similar that way. But, again, you know, he was someone that didn't have a two-year mission uh, in the middle, and, and Merrick did. And so Eric sees his age relative to everything else and I think may, helps, may, helps make that decision. Well, and, and as you said, it only takes one general manager to fall in love with you. We hear that all the time, but it's true. And the good thing for Eric is he's had quite a bit of exposure, not just the time that he spent at BYU, but he's had at least 10 workouts and maybe upwards of 15 workouts. Yeah. So there's interest enough in him to bring him in, and teams are getting a look at him. So if, if there's a positive in that, he has been given some exposure in this process. He's not an unknown commodity by any, by, by any stretch, yet you look at, um, at the back half or the back, say, 10 spots in that second round, you see some really good players there. I, I, you know, if you, if you just... Uh, um, you know, survey a handful of different mock drafts, you're going to find in the last 10 or 12 picks, that is, you know, 48, 49, or 50 to 60, 61, guys like Alec Peters, Frank Mason, Nigel Williams-Goss. I mean, guys who are, you know, legitimately established, uh, you know, college players with, you know, tremendous credentials. And you go, wow, you know, that, that's maybe how deep this draft is. Players who we know well as great collegians are barely sneaking in to the back part of the second round by the projections. With BYU football, we talk a lot about the guys at the next level and the role they play in kind of branding the program. And Kalani has been out, outspoken, and I know the, some of the conversation tomorrow is going to be about the importance of getting guys to the next level. Yet with BYU hoops, and it is tougher given roster sizes and only two rounds and whatnot, does, what Eric Mika does at the next level, Kyle Collinsworth, what Jimmer's doing, 
how much does that play into BYU's ability to recruit certain guys to get, hey, we're producing professional basketball players? Well, pro- uh, professional basketball players is one thing. NBA players is another thing because you can make money playing this game all around the world, and a lot of, current B- a lot of recent BYU guys are still doing that. One country plays college football at a high level, but dozens of countries play basketball at a very high level. And so the NBA draft and the NFL draft are two very, very different things. Seven rounds, a country that's really isolated in the terms of college football talent going into the NFL, two rounds in a whole world playing basketball. It's a much tougher gig to crack into the NBA draft than it is the NFL draft. Now, you can make money playing professional basketball anywhere in the world, and our guys do do that. NBA is a very exclusive club. NBA draft, a very exclusive club. It's easier, I think, to find that success in the NFL, which is part of the reasons we talked about. And I think BYU is going to see that even to a greater extent with what Kalani's doing. You can already see the recruiting wheels turning with BYU football. It's going in a really positive direction right now. And uh, I, I'm excited for what Kalani and his guys are putting together for years to come. And that said, what BYU's got as a college basketball program is still big time and top notch. And regardless of how many guys end up in, as NBA draftees, it's high caliber basketball, winning basketball, year in, year out. BYU is among a very limited number of teams to do what it does every year. The number of wins, postseason at a high level. And again, drafted or not, uh, good players come out and will continue to come out of this program. Most people we've talked to about this have, have all agreed, and I assume you probably would fall into this category. Is Yoli Childs the next guy we're talking about with the NBA potential in terms of going through this whenever it happens with him? Give us at least a couple more years with, with you. I'm not I, saying I, it's I, happening I, next no, I know. year. I, I, I <laughs> just want to enjoy him. The three is broken up. What's <laughs> the next thing, Greg? Yeah, no, I, he's such a, such a, a promising talent. And he was talking, uh, he's, I'm working with the, the team a little bit at the basketball camps going on here this month, and he was speaking to the campers and 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 talking about the work that goes into his offseason just from the end of the season to now he's added three inches to his vertical jump that's incredible yeah and he was was already good already some pretty impressive hops to begin with so he's working hard the guys are I'm excited you lose a really good player in Eric Mika but there's no one on that program that thinks anything has to take any kind of step back it's all steps forward and the guys are working hard right now to, to get to that point I'm pumped if Eric Mika was Lithuanian he might be drafted tonight. That's what I have to say about that. Let's get to the the most important thing. We've we've in the business we've buried the lead, and the lead is or we could have saved the best for last. That's right. It's called a cool thing about Canada. Greg Rubel, go ahead. So, I, I was a, a high schooler in the early 1980s when a board game phenomenon burst across the country of Canada and really the world. The board game was called Trivial Pursuit. I did not know this. Okay, Trivial Pursuit is a game invented by two Canadians. Not only that, two Canadian media members. One was a photojournalist, one was a sports editor. These two guys invented the game called Trivial Pursuit that changed my life. It changed all of our lives, Greg. And, And that, you know, fed my love of sports and trivia, and I played that thing till, till, you know, the board frayed and worn out. And uh, it's a Canadian invention. It's gone, of course, around the world. It's probably had its peak a number of years ago. But it's had multiple editions of the game. Our daughter had her birthday a few weeks ago. She got a Harry Potter Trivial Pursuit edition. So Trivial Pursuit remains a thing. And it all started in the early 1980s in, uh, in, in the living room of, of two Canadians, a couple of sports, one, one sports journalist, one photojournalist, media members who said we're going to make a board game phenomenon. And they did. And Trivial Pursuit today remains a big part of all of our lives, doesn't it? And that I don't cool, know what's going on on the screen with the flag there. 
That cool thing about Canada. Soft, it's a soft focus. <laughs> They're soft racking focus. into you. Yeah. I had no idea. Please, please lay out for the end here. Thank you. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool thing about Canada. I Thanks. had no idea. Yeah. So many things originate from Canada. So many good things. Yes. Hey. And cool things. And that nugget is not trivial. It's a cool thing about Canada. And Greg Rubel is a cool thing from Canada as well. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Greg, we appreciate the time. Tomorrow, 2 to 5 Eastern time, BYU Radio. Check out Greg Rubel. You know what's another cool thing? Wait, only one per show, right? Luke Worthington's coming up next, right? That is a cool thing. That is cool. Transition. That is called a transition. Where will Eric Mika play basketball this season is our Twitter question. Keep using the hashtag BYUSN. And when coming up, the aforementioned Luke Worthington. He is back from Chile or Chile, depending on whether you went there on your mission. (laughs) He is back, and he is ready to take all 441 shots that Eric Mika took last year. This is BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) Welcome back. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere, brother. In fact, if you missed Greg Rubel, we just had him right here in Studio B. He's talking about his broadcast lineup and guests. For Media Day tomorrow, you can catch that interview and more on BYU TV or BYU Radio, the apps. You can also always download the podcast. Is there anyone that does more in America for Canada's cause than Greg Rubel? Uh, a close second would probably be... Fill in the blank Canadian. Is that what you're doing right now? Bieber. Bieber. He doesn't, he doesn't like push Canada hard, though. He pushes his own product. I think Greg does a tremendous job. He's fantastic. I, we, don't, we haven't confirmed whether he's getting paid by the country or not to do that, but anyway. In uh, loonies? Is that, what they, is that what it is? Is that I what have, the money is? I have no idea. I, honestly. I, Ta- take off, eh? Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football announces dates for the 2018 home games against Hawaii and McNeese State. Cougars will host the Cowboys at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on September 22nd and the Warriors on October 13th. Tomorrow is Football Media Day. The festivities begin at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Web chats with Lauren Frankham on BYUtv.org. We also have the State of the Program. We've got a two-hour BYU Sports Nation. There will also be a very special look back on the Lavelle Edwards coaching tree. I promise you will not want to miss any of it. Tonight's the NBA Draft. Most draft experts don't have Eric Mika being drafted, but there's a chance. Late second round, maybe NBA Draft starts at 7 Eastern on ESPN. Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair are competing today at the Travelers Championship. Zach Blair is even through one hole. Daniel Summerhays will tee off at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Our next guest is a man who played with Eric Mika uh, for a year, and that was a uh, tremendous time for all of us. It was great. Luke Worthington is back from his mission one month ago. What's up, Luke? Not much. Just getting back at it. I well, got back recently to Utah, so excited well, to be here. Yeah, there's multiple transitions, right? Yes. From Chile back to the U.S. Yes. Which that's from Wisconsin, but your family moved to Florida. Now you're back to Utah. So what's been the harder transition? I don't know. I mean, I got back to Florida, and it was just nice. You just get to hang out with your family for a little while. So I had a few weeks there, and basically hanging out as much as I could with my family. And the good thing about Florida is. I mean, I went from Wisconsin to Florida, so I don't really have too many friends there, which is actually kind of a good thing because then I can just spend time with my brother and yeah. and it my sisters. Just and like everything. you, right? Like, like I was like, <laughs> yeah. which one's Luke? Right. Yeah. No, we definitely got some similarities, but um, no, I mean, I, I I can't rep Canada like Greg Rebel does, but in Wisconsin they say A too. So yeah, yeah, I can I can keep you know a, the border. You're right. Yeah, I know the vernacular. So for those that do not know, you went to uh, to Chile on your mission, or is it? And, and I was going to say, if somebody slips up and says Chile, 
instead of Chile, would you get angry? No, and actually I support it. Because, I, I mean, sometimes in the return missionary field, people get a little too aggressive. In the return <laughs> missionary <laughs> right. field. Like people get back and you say Argentina and they get a little edgy and they're like, no, it's Argentina. And you're like, just Stop being lay a- off. Like, we speak English. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Just accept people for, you know. They're bad pronunciation. It's, yeah, it's that's, English. That's a good thing. And, did uh, your pronunciation change because of the mission? Yes. Well, I mean, I would hope so. A couple of years. You, so, Like a year and a half in. You're like, <laughs> fine, it's Chile. Fine, I'll, I'll, I'll say I it will, that way. I will give in. Um, how was Chile slash Chile for you? What was that experience like? Fantastic. Incredible. I mean, life-changing. I said it a lot of times, talking to my family and everything, but it, it changes who you are. And it's everything everyone hypes it up to be. Um, You know, you talk to guys, and it's hard to believe when you talk to a lot of successful people that that a mission really is the most beneficial thing they've ever done. But after you've done it, you can you can see how how big of a blessing it really is. You went, you played two years and then left. You could have easily just stayed and played and not gone. So why did you end up going after two years? You know, that's a that was a process for me because when I originally came out, I thought. I mean, I, I didn't really have an initial intention of, of going. It wasn't something um, that I had always had prepared from, from my youth. But it was, it was in the midst of my sophomore season when a couple of conversations, really powerful um, conversations with my parents, when that, that started churning inside of me. And I started getting a feeling that that was maybe what I needed to do. Um, and then obviously I received that confirmation personally uh, a little later on. But it was it was something that, thank my Heavenly Father, that, that my parents initiated inside of me. We've had uh, quite a few. As a matter of fact, and, and a lot of them have been basketball players who have come back from their missions. We've had them on the show. And one of the things we love to ask them, because you know, obviously getting back, trying to get back in the swing of things, what was the first movie you saw when you got home? Oh, man. I've actually seen quite a... I'm a, I'm a movie guy. You're so. not Dalton Nixon. Right. Who <laughs> <laughs> hadn't seen any. What? I'm like, what? What, what are oh, you doing? Oh, come man? on, man. He went... His first movie was some movie I hadn't heard of. Right. So what was yours? Well, in theaters, I do remember that. In theaters was Wonder Woman. Because... Excellent. excellent. It was excellent. choice. It was good. Yeah. It was definitely good. I'm trying to remember. I saw quite a... You know, I'm going to disappoint you guys. I don't know if I remember the first one I saw. But I saw quite a few. I've seen a handful already. This, this is so good. I'm acclimated. It's, it's yeah. good and, and important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Very important. <laughs> How much basketball, if any, did you get to play on your mission? Oof. Chileans aren't exactly ballers. So the basketball. <laughs> soccer yeah. ballers. Soccer ballers. And they're good at soccer. Oh, and, man, I mean, I would, good. you know, I, I would hold my own just because I would run really hard. And so they'd respect me. They'd, like, think I was a good defender because I kind of put the extra effort in because they're not exactly the most enthusiastic players. But anyway, no, I, I got to play with some return missionaries, you know, classic. Um, in the field, you just play with other, basically all the other American kids that are there. So you just you put teams, you put teams together and you do what you can. Well, while you may not have been able to play a ton of hoops on your mission, now you have the opportunity, even before the season starts, to play as much hoops as you want in the brand new Marriott Center Annex, a.k.a. Yeah. the YMCA, as Jerem likes to call it. <laughs> what were your thoughts on seeing this beautiful building when you got back? It was incredible. I mean, my, my family or friends had sent me a couple of pictures when they had opened it when I was on my mission. Uh, but when you step inside, it's, it's really nice. I mean, <laughs> it has everything you need. The weight room and the in the gym and 
the offices and the amenities. You, I mean, you have a training area in there as well to take care of yourself. It's, it's got everything. It's really nice. So I'm excited. Good timing on your part. You just yeah. left. Poof. <laughs> There's a building. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, you played with Eric Mika before you missed. I imagine that you thought he would be back uh, before you left, but he's going pro. What, did, what was your reaction when you heard uh, he was going pro? I'm so excited for him. I know this is going to be a good, a good thing for him. I mean, obviously he's taken everything into account, and you got to trust the guy's judgment. I mean, he's just a great person. Um, even beyond being a good athlete, he's he's a great friend, and he's going to be successful in whatever he does. Um, you know, however the draft goes tonight, I know that that he'll be successful. He'll find a place to to grow and to keep playing and really contribute because that's what he wants to do. He's a player. So, How many of those 441 shots he took would you like to take? <laughs> there's a lot of shots available. Yeah, he took quite a few shots. I'll try, and, I'll try and take as many as I can, but I'll also share them with the rest of the guys. <laughs> well, speaking of the rest of the guys, what are your thoughts on the team that you come back to? It's like a, it's like a restoration. <laughs> Using mission You've terms. been talking about right. that yeah. quite a bit in yeah. your Spanish fluency of yes. church words. Yeah, no, I mean... Th- very few guys that I actually got to play with. I played with like Dalton and, and Ryan Andrus, um, who were actually the other guys who came back with me around the same time. Um, and I've also played pickup with quite a few, um, but, and I've seen them around, but it's definitely some new faces, and that's exciting. I know there's a lot of really big-time players, and it'll be fun to get to know them more. I've gotten to know them a little bit in these past couple of days. So, Does word get back to Chile uh, when BYU defeats the number one team in college basketball in Gonzaga, word gets back. <laughs> word gets back. At least like they have the internet. Yes, stuff, at yeah. least in the uh, in the Mormon culture. Yeah. So between churches, you always got a couple of guys that are BYU fanatics. Um, even though they might not be ballers, they uh, they keep up to date on the BYU and they make sure you know about it. Yeah. yeah. And they're all watching BYU Sports Nation. Right. You know that. Yeah. Of course. Everyone. Luke, it's great to have you back. We'd love your uh, your Herbie Hancock over on the uh, flag. No pressure, but the Eric Mika signature is like way up there in the middle. Oh wow! So if you want to equal to or better that, yeah. you're welcome to. Yeah, yeah. Well, he would try and do something like that. Yeah, and then I can't can. remember who's the highest. Yeah. Uh, I th- oh, it's Yoli. Yeah. Yoli went high up there. That's what he did. So he's like, "Here's Eric Mika. I'm gonna go above it. We right. hope. We hope that's this season as well." <laughs> exactly. Luke, thanks All for coming right. on, man. Thanks a lot. Great to see you, Luke Worthington, back from his mission, part of a new look BYU hoops team coming up. This season. Coming up, a little more or less draft day edition on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jeremy Jordan and Jason Shepard live from Studio B with your day to day BYU Sports play by play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern Time. BYU Sports Nation will be twice as long tomorrow. Two hour show as part of BYU Football Media Day. We will have guests such as Kalani Satake, probably heard of him, Ty Detmer. Kind of a big deal. Who? Elisa Tuiaki. How about Tanner Mangum, Fred Warner, and my life coach, Andy Reid? Wow. Yeah, I'm just saying. Noon until 2 Eastern tomorrow on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed it, uh, we learned many things from Gregor Bell, including a cool thing about Canada. Uh, Trivial Pursuit. Trivial Pursuit. Didn't know that. Uh, Luke Worthington, back from his mission one month ago to Chile. Uh, he, he said... Uh, on next year's team, he he mentioned it's like a restoration. The restoration. I can BYU see the basketball 2017-18. The restoration. 
I love it. I, I can see the shirt. <laughs> Quest for restoration. What? No. Our Twitter question today. Uh, where will Eric Mika play basketball this season? I mentioned we were going to play more or less. I'm told it's actually less. I thought it would be more. So let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At art director BYU. Oh, Greg Welch. Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> Jimmer goes back. That's like. Can you imagine? That's that. Hey, he can always play in China, like a few years from now. He's got to use his best years trying to yes. get to the NBA. Yes. Not yet. More than two best years. <laughs> The best, nice. Yes, but you know, yeah. Up uh, there in uh, greatest Mormon films ever. Uh, at Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. He'll sign a new two-way contract and play in the G League. I'm excited to see how he progresses under NBA guidance. This, I, I agree with this. This is how I think this is going to play out. If he does not get drafted late in the second round, I think he's going to be one of those players that is signed as a free agent and then gets one of those two-way contracts that you have much more flexibility going between the G League and the NBA uh, roster. And then the more time you spend in the, in the NBA, the more money you're allowed to make. I think, that's, I think that is a very legitimate possibility. I think that the G League is the perfect spot for Eric Mika. He's not probably not going to be drafted. But he's too good to go to China right now. He could always go to Europe and play. I think the G League is where you want to be if you're not in the NBA. I really do. At our Green Haw. Am I the only one on here who thinks he will actually play in the NBA? D League to start and then bench in first season for Cavs. So calling wow. the shot. Look, if he gets one of those two-way contracts, it's not impossible. He's going to at least. It's not him. It, yeah, I mean. It's not impossible that he's going to get into a game if he's called up. I think that he'll play in at least a game. I, I think so. absolutely. Yeah. If I, he gets that, absolutely. That's what yeah. you're wanting out of those players. Like a year ago, we thought that Kyle Collinsworth was going to do that. He did not play a single second for the Dallas Mavericks. And they, but, didn't, and they didn't have these two-way contracts last yes. year. Yes. So maybe Kyle Collinsworth benefits from this as well. Absolutely. Next season. See him hanging out with Dirk Nowitzki on the floor next year. Oh, yeah. They're just shooting fadeaway threes and the whole thing, you know? Coming up, how did Jacob Brugman fare with the Oakland A's, and where will Maverick Buffo start out in the minors with the Blue Jays? It's in the web. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to our entertaining guests today, Greg Rubel and Luke Worthington, who gave us the theme of next year's basketball season, the restoration. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey, BYU Football Media Day tomorrow. Guest lineup includes Kalani Satake, Ty Detmer, Tanner Mangan, Fred Warner, and others. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU announces dates for 2018 home games against Hawaii and McNeese State. The Cougars will host the Cowboys at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on September 22nd and the Warriors on October 13th in 2018. Tomorrow's BYU Football Media Day, people. The festivities start in the morning, 10 Eastern time, with web chats on BYUtv.org. Eight hours of live programming on BYUtv, equal to or more on BYU Radio, including a two-hour BYU Sports Nation. State of the program, Lavelle Edwards' coaching tree will be a fantastic program as well. Cougars in the draft. Tonight is the NBA draft. Everybody, Cougar fans, especially looking towards Eric Mika's future, most draft experts do not expect him to be drafted. You can watch the draft 7 Eastern on ESPN. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays and Zach Blair competing today at the Travelers Championship. Zach Blair is currently, get those cats off the course. 
Zach Blair is currently even through three holes. And Daniel Summerhays <sighs> tees off later today. Look out for Hawks. Cougars in the major leagues. Jacob Brugman went one for four in an A's loss to the Houston Astros. Brugman and the A's set to finish their series with the Astros today at 335 Eastern. Baseball. Day baseball. King Kringlin and the St. Cloud Rocks defeated the Wilmar Stringers. 3-1 last night. Keaton helped score the first run of the game with the sack fly. Keaton Kringlin, one for three, two ribbies. Cougars in the minors. Maverick Buffo has been assigned to the Gulf Coast League Blue Jays. The season will start on Monday. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Helping you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jason? How about we give it to Luke Worthington? Luke. For coming up with the great slogan. The restoration. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're probably going to have to make a uh, BYUSN movie trailer based on that. I like it. I, like I love it. Thinking. The wheels are turning sometime next week, hopefully. Where will Eric Mika play basketball this season? At Nagakakyo Ka- 1. Eric Mika will be Jimmer's teammate on the Shanghai Sharks, and they will win the CBA championship. Too early. No. He can play in China later. It took Jimmer... Six seasons to get to China. <laughs> there's still there's plenty <laughs> of work to do for Eric Mika before that's an option. When you're trying to restore something individually or as a team, there's a lot of work to do. Our elite tweet of the day, and this doesn't have to do with our uh, Twitter question. At one bald Cairo doc. Occasionally, I'm just here to make smart aleck comments to create a mass at BYU Sports Nation <laughs> eye roll. I give you another yellow, which gives you a red. I'm just kidding. We love your tweets. Uh, yeah, when you tweet he will be playing on a basketball court, you do deserve but it, the yellow card. I mean, let's be honest, though. <laughs> what he said was correct. <sighs> Nobody's arguing, okay? We're not just, arguing the logic. I'm just saying. But yes, you did get the B-Way Sports Nation eye roll. Exactly. Think of it as a, uh, it's a badge of courage, so to speak. That's one way of putting it. Sure. Tomorrow's b Football Media Day. Again, starts at 10 Eastern time uh, on BYUtv.org. Web chats with Lauren Frank. Four hours of web chats, by the way. Not to mention State of the Program at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Two-hour BYU Sports Nation. Lavelle Edwards, the coaching tree in the afternoon at 4 Eastern Time. Web chats. I mean, it's going to be a great day. Yep. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. If you're tweeting about it, don't forget, use the hashtag BYUSN. This show always on demand, BYUSN.com. For Jason, I am Jerem. Shout out to Byron Nelson. Not the PGA Tour that there was a different guy that played in the 30s, right? In the 30s, yeah. yeah. BYU Sports Nation is back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time for BYU Football Media Day. Good luck to Eric Mika tonight.